Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight. With your host, Robert Anderson, he, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Our show today is about the new group of world servers, and I think you'll enjoy this theme because it also captures a trend that's going on today. There are more and more people who are finding the joy in serving other people. There has never been a period in our planetary history in which opportunity has loomed so large or when so much spiritual light and force could be contacted and used by humanity. The first indication of this energy produced coordination of the new group of world servers upon the physical plane. And that's what we're going to speak about today. And also I'd like to say that uh, we're giving away a gift today, so if you stay with us, we'll talk more about that later. But we'd like to serve you now by starting on our show. What would you say are the main characteristics of the new group of world servers? And how can we identify them? I think the most important um, thing to start with is to say that this group is not an organization. It's not a society to which one belongs in the sense of a club or whatever. It's a an affiliation of like minds. And maybe some examples uh, that are parallel to this kind of affiliation would bring the concept uh, a little uh, clearer to people's minds. We can speak of men and women of goodwill and know that we're not talking about an organization that you join, or we can speak about the intelligentsia, the people uh, who are intelligent and educated, and know that that term includes many members who may or may not be aware that they are uh, affiliated with such a grouping, but nevertheless it does uh, set up a fairly clear idea of uh, a similarity of quality, and such is the case with the new group of world servers. Maybe the most important thing you could say is that they represent an attitude of mind, and you could even extend it and say an attitude of mind and heart. They are found in all classes, in all races, in all nations. They can range from professions such as um, scientists and politicians to teachers to homemakers to people active in uh, labor. So they have no borders on the fields in which they're found, but they are characterized, all of them, by certain qualities like uh, a sense of synthesis, a sense of the wholeness of the world. And they usually have a, a, a broad inclusiveness of outlook. They aren't people who have prejudices or narrow views or bias of any kind. And they are people whose minds are very clear and well-developed. They're people who can think and not just feel. Um, 
They're known by the work they do, mm-hmm. primarily. I think um, they're not. They don't out there making claims about their status or their uh, being members of this <coughs> group called the New Group of World Servers. Um, they. They're known they, by their acts. You mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. by their work, we shall know them, mm-hmm. and um, they're just simply following their sole impulse to. Uh, perform the kind of work and profession that they came into the world to do, and they do it very well with a sense of goodwill and a sense of inclusiveness and a sense of caring and a sense of um, uh, not of themselves so much as the work that is before them, whatever their profession may be. And as Sarah said, uh, it could be in in the field of politics or in religion or in education or in the arts or in science or in in world in, in the world of financiers or philanthropists. Mm-hmm. Not just uh, religion, not just education. Mm-hmm. Right. It's in all walks of life, and uh, this is maybe why it's kind of difficult to you know get a handle on who this who these people are and what this group is because it is so dispersed among among uh, people of the whole world. So. But there are certain values that help you to define them and perhaps to think of people in your own um, circle that might be affiliated with such a grouping. And one major characteristic is that these are people in a group of world servers who can think in terms of the one humanity, who are very comfortable with that idea. They are good citizens of their own countries. They are loyal, contributing members of their communities and their families and so on. But at the same time, they have a kind of an allegiance in their mind and heart to the one humanity. They don't see people who are very different from themselves as uh, uh, really separate. They feel they feel a kinship with all human beings, and that's a, I think a major defining quality. And you can see how having that view of human beings in whatever work you do, whether you're a receptionist or a, a scientist or whatever, if you have that sense of the one humanity, it colors and qualifies the way you approach every person that crosses your path. Now, with the literature of Alice Bailey, Alice Bailey is the founder of Lucis Trust. There's so much about the, there's so much written about the new group of world servers. But from what I understand, that they don't necessarily have to be uh, a member of Lucis Trust or or part no. of uh, or related to us or reading our literature even. Is that correct? Yes, many of them. Well, I'm sure the the huge majority of them have never heard of the of Alice Bailey or the books that we publish, or whatever, and that doesn't matter. They're busy uh, engaged in whatever their environment, their field of service is, and their energy goes into that. But we can still recognize them, whether they see themselves as part of this group or not. One key factor is the way they handle conflict and differences of opinion. I often think that's one of the major identifying markers of a member of the new group of world servers. We all of us experience conflict, and we all come up against differences of opinion, different values, and so on, sometimes on a quite a serious level. The mm. recent election certainly revealed a, 
a kind of a polarization in society, and we can see this throughout the world now. It's as if the lines are being drawn. And if you're not careful, you can find yourself starting to think of us and them, of putting people on the side of one's own beliefs, which is, of course, the right side and the good side, and then the people who believe differently on the other side. And they, of course, are wrong and bad. But that's a a very uh, mistaken way to view humanity, and the members of the New Group of World Service don't operate with that kind of vision. They can perceive differences and not uh, approach them by attack or confrontation because they always work in a constructive manner. They work for the common good. They work for goodwill. They they look for whatever common ground there might be in any kind of um, situation where there's a division of opinion. And they try to foster whatever will unite people rather than attacking those who they believe have wrong ideas. So if I understand it correctly, I mean, let's use, uh, since you mentioned education before or teaching before, Let's use teaching as a uh, as a way of understanding the new group of world servers. We might have a teacher who goes into a classroom and and delivers his subject material in much the same way as a mailman might deliver his mail. Mm-hmm. And then, if the person is a part of the new group of world servers, he has goodwill in his heart and he has the human touch, and he may go about teaching with a uh, a very deep interest in the welfare of mankind, and he may. Uh, put a lot of lo- a lot of love into his teaching. Is that more or less an understanding of of how we can define a person who might be in a profession and uh, be a part of that new group of world servers? Yes, that's that's the beginning because he's he he's teaching from the heart, from mm-hmm. his own heart, and he's evoking the love and respect and caring uh, for in, from other from his students. Mm-hmm. And he has a sense of caring for the students and for their welfare and for bringing out of them the best that they have within them. And uh, <clears throat> so his his concern is not with himself so much and mm-hmm. with his own status as a teacher, mm-hmm. whether he's how many degrees he has or whatever. He's um, he's there for the children, and he's in that particular profession. He may be standing out as as one who who truly cares and who loves and has a sense of goodwill in his heart. And mm-hmm. that would be a, a mark of an, a servant. So actually it's not just teaching, then it's any it's the attitude within the heart for whatever job we have. To, we have. It could be a street sweeper or someone who's a, a secretary mm-hmm. or <clears throat> any profession. It depends on the goodwill that's in the heart and the love that's in the heart that's conveyed to humanity, yeah, I guess. One of the... Um, one of the... the, the, the um, Groups that is emerging now, well, perhaps in the last hundred years or so, is philanthropists. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a, quite an explosion of <clears throat> philanthropic uh, individuals and groups uh, throughout the world, and particularly here in the United States. And uh, that's, of course, started way back at the turn of the century with, uh, you know, the Rockefellers and uh, the Ford Foundation and Andrew Carnegie. Andrew Carnegie built libraries. Uh, for <clears throat> cities, and uh, then it's grown from that. And today, with so many of the uh, um, wealthy young entrepreneurs coming into millions of dollars, they're finding ways to uh, and exploring ways to disperse their money that they've earned 
and so that there is a great expansion mm-hmm. of philanthropy, and th- that's very good to to see. It's a spontaneous giving. So you're saying that the new group of world servers can be found on Wall Street? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Why not? Wall Street and Main Street and every Let's other Let's hope street. they are located yeah. there, and in fact they they are, because you bring to mind the example of the young people that work at Solomon Smith Barney, who have raised a great deal of money for charities, mm-hmm. young stockbrokers and so on. They've been written up in the newspaper, and uh, so of course the new group of world servers are found in the field of financial uh, work. Mm-hmm. Why not? They should be there. They should be everywhere. Um, to come back to this idea of how the new group of world servers handle confrontation and differences, the example of Martin Luther King comes to mind because, well, because it's his birthday and we celebrate it every year, and because he was such a powerful example of how you, how a great soul can approach uh, the need for change and can approach hatred, real hatred, and he did uh, face up to it, and yet not respond in kind. And if I recall, at the time that he was doing his work, he was often criticized by people in the civil rights movement who thought he should be stronger and more hard-hitting against the forces of racism and Mm -hmm. so on, take a more confrontational stand. He did in his way, but he did on the plane of the mind with ideas, and the ideas that he presented constantly were those which evoked the the best and the highest good in all Americans. He had a, a gift of speaking that brought forth the the recognition on on the part of anybody who was listening to him who had any goodwill in him at all that it was right and timely that the needs of uh, the black people be met and that changes be brought about in our society. And he often spoke of the expulsive power of love, that love is more powerful than hate, meaning that it can drive out evil. And so I think of Martin Luther King as an excellent example. Mm -hmm. Another one is Nelson Mandela. Uh, He spent 28 years in prison in South Africa, and he really suffered. But he seems to bear no bitterness toward his captors. In fact, he became friends with some of them. And there was a story um, in the paper that I read when he became president of South Africa. He wanted to support the, I think it was the soccer team, South Africa's soccer team was uh, uh, winning and uh, engaged in a very important match. And he wanted to go to the match. And his advisor said, but that sport is full of uh, white people who hate you, who have vilified you. I guess a lot of Afrikaners uh, were fans of the sport. And he said, no, he had to go and root for our boys, as he called them. And so he went to the stadium wearing a T-shirt of the team colors. And he walked into the stadium, and there was this low roar that came up from the crowd. And then they began chanting, Nelson, Nelson, (laughs) Nelson. It's an example of um, the fact that love is more powerful than hate. And he, rather than attack the wrong views of those people, he gave them an example of uh, the inclusiveness of love. Mm-hmm. So in regard to the new group of World Service, uh, Service, their major task is to work, is, that, is it correct to say that their major task is to work for right human relations? Essentially, that's what they're doing, yes. Uh, They may not even uh, put it in those terms, but uh, they do very spontaneously 
very naturally because it it comes from mm-hmm. the soul. It's it's a soul impulse. What whatever they do in life, it's it's a soul impulse, and that uh, is an, a stimulation that comes from yeah. the soul. And, and building right human relations, or building relationships of <clears throat> all kinds, is it's just part of what they do. They foster concord. They look for mm-hmm. agreement. They look for lines of uh, understanding and common ground. And so naturally they would work for right human relations mm-hmm. without being Pollyanna-ish about yeah. it. And they're doing it for the intr- intrinsic joy that they find in service, uh, not as a means to another end. I think once mm-hmm. they, once we have a person who says, well, I'm going to do this particular good for someone because I'll get something in return, uh, then they're not part of the new group of world services, uh, services, I understand it. Yeah, that's something that President Kennedy, I think, understood and what made mm-hmm. his vision so great. When he became president, he presented the idea of service, to, especially to the young people. He came up with the idea of the Peace Corps, and in his inaugural address, address he said, ask not what uh, your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Yes, the, they are people that understand the joy of service. Mm-hmm. Well, we uh, for those people who just t- tuned in, uh, you're listening to Inner Sight, and we're speaking about the new group of world servers. And although, as uh, Sarah and Dale both said, one doesn't have to know anything about Luce's trust in order to be a part of the new group of world servers, it certainly has strengthened my viewpoint and my interest in service uh, when I read the works of Alice Bailey, uh, especially the one called Sir, uh, the book called Serving Humanity. It certainly enhanced my uh, my desire to serve and to uh, to realize and understand the joy of service to other people. So that would be one book that we would strongly recommend if you want to read that. It's um, published by Lucy's Trust, and it's called Serving Humanity. And also, we at the early part of the show, I promised you a gift. And our gift is literature that we'll send out to you. It's called it's called the, uh, the New Group of World Servers. So just ask for the New Group of World Servers literature, and we'll be happy to send that to you. So give us a call at uh, the following number, one eight six six ny lucis That's one eight six six ny lucis L-U-C-I-S. You can... Order our cassette tape. You can order the tape for this show if you'd like to, or other shows. And also, if you'd like, you can contact us on our website. Website is www.lucistrust. That's one word: l-u-c-i-s-t-r-u-s-t. Lucistrust.org. Or you can email us: New York at Lucistrust.org. And remember that the work of Lucis Trust, including this program, is funded entirely by voluntary donations. And also uh, remember that we do have volumes of literature, 24 volumes of literature that are uh, part of Lucis Trust. And uh, they're books that have been written by Alice Bailey. They're very challenging. They're not light reading. You'll certainly find your ideas challenged. You'll find a lot of comfort in these books, and you'll find them extremely interesting. So once again... You're welcome to order those books, and the one that our uh, dialogue is coming from today, our discussion today, is based on the book of Alice Bailey called Serving Humanity. Uh, give us a call at one eight six six ny lucis And haven't um, one more question here is uh, that I that I'd like to ask you both is haven't the new group of world servers haven't they always existed? 
No, not really. In fact, um, the writings of Alice Bailey say that the the depiction of the existence of this subjective group worldwide was one of the two most important aspects of the teaching contained in all 24 of her books. Because until the last century, there hadn't really been this phenomenon worldwide and spanning all cultures and groups of people who were unified in their commitment to the one humanity. There have always been examples of great individuals throughout history. But this growth of the phenomenon of a group of people unknown to each other, not in outer contact with each other, and yet sharing similar values and similar goals for humanity is an extraordinary development in the evolution of humanity. And it indicates that human beings have reached a certain stage in their planetary evolution that uh, enables them to come together. I think we can see that today in the constant emphasis on networking Mm -hmm. and the fact that the Internet brings people together who never meet, and yet they feel a a kinship. That's a kind of an objective example of this uh, more spiritual linking that binds the new group of world servers. Yes, uh, I think it's group work is something we kind of take for granted today. I mean, uh, if you want to get something done, you form a committee. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, that isn't always the no. best, but uh, no. <laughs> nevertheless, it's the impulse is there yeah. it's, uh, because the demands of the world are so great sometimes that it requires a group input, a group effort to resolve the issues that we are faced with today. No one person can do all of this by himself or herself. So, uh, and, and this is a kind of a phenomenon that's um, just begun in the last century, in the 20th century. But, uh, for example, it's, you think back in the field of science, for example, uh, <clears throat> Thomas Edison, I think, was one of the first scientists to set up a lab, a group lab, a group of scientists and technicians to all come together to work together to uh, uh, produce and invent these um, great uh, products that we, <laughs> we we enjoy now, you know, the electric light being one in the photograph and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He was one of the first in the scientific field to form a group, a group of scientists, and uh, this was, was kind of a forerunner kind of work. You could even Mm -hmm. extend that example of Edison a bit further to the more subjective level of the group that he was working in a way very similar to that of Nikola Tesla, Mm -hmm. the great um, uh, scientist who paralleled Edison's work. And they knew of each other, and I suppose they were slightly competitive as human beings are because the new group of world servers are not saints. They are human beings with flaws and uh, so on. But that also is a, an example of, of group work in the scientific field where people are at work on, di- on the same problem in different parts of the world. Right now we have the, the uh, phenomenon of um, fusion being developed both in, by CERN in Geneva and at Lawrence Livermore Labs. And also in the Fermi Labs in, in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, the uh, if you think about it, uh, there was a tremendous group effort in the founding of the United Nations. I yes. mean, that could not have been established by one person or even by one or two people. It was the coming together of world leaders at a time of world need, 
to form this fantastically new idea of you know of a world uh, government of a world uh, forum, and that that's something that humanity had never done before. So I mean. It's a it's an important recognition the fact that uh, people are forming groups because the soul, as we've said before, is group consciousness. Is group conscious? The soul is not uh, anchored in a sense of individualism, in the sense of being separative or independent or isolated. The soul is naturally inclusive and group conscious in its view, and the fact that human beings are coming together as groups indicates, I think, the fact that the soul is becoming more um, powerful and influence in human thinking and planning. Mm -hmm. And it's not only the the great examples like the United Nations and the inventions of scientists like Edison. There are smaller examples, for uh, instance, people who come together to help each other solve a problem like alcoholism, the AA groups that exist all over the world that gives such reinforcement to the the individual who might not be able to overcome his problem on his own, but in the group he finds the strength, and at the same time he can help others. And to sum up, what would you say is the major responsibility of the new group of world servers? Well, there are several, but one might be that, as I understand the writings of Alice Bailey, they are serving to balance the forces of um, at work in the world today, and there, there is, I think we would all agree, a certain strength that is given over to separatism, to fostering cleavages, to um, hatred and prejudice. They, on the other hand, the new group of world servers are engaged in offsetting that very dark tendency that exists in the world. So they are not, um, they are not required to. Uh, completely overcome such darkness, but to offset it by counterbalancing it. And another aspect of their responsibility is to be a, a receptor or a receiver of ideas concerning the plan, which uh, is the the blueprint or the the outline of God's intention for our world. The greatest members of the new group of world service have minds that respond to those ideas that represent the next step for humanity to take. For example, the people who developed or who founded the United Nations worked on that level. Right. And uh, there is also the the larger aspect of the plan, which is the uh, <clears throat> manifesting of the kingdom of God on earth. And in the Alice Bailey writings, it is said that the new group of world service acts as forerunners for as the vanguard for the um, reappearance of the world teacher, mm-hmm. or the coming one, and as the um, kind of forerunners for the uh, the emergence of the kingdom of God on earth. I think there was no one who was more profound as a member of the new group of world servers uh, than Alice Bailey. I remember reading her autobiography, and in any conflict that she was involved in, she would always, before she would act, she would uh, always put her ego behind her, and she would say, what would Jesus Christ do in this situation? And that would be a book that I'd recommend for new listeners, people who are new to the show also, is starting off with the autobiography of Alice Bailey. And once again, you're certainly welcome to give us a call to order any of our books or copies, cassette copies of this show at one eight six six ny lucis L-U-C-I-S, 
And I would like you to, in closing, we invite you to ponder on this thought. Goodwill is the touchstone that will transform the world. Goodwill is love and action. It is the energy that draws us together in right relationship. There is a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It is a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, oh, oh.